Normally in our First Nation culture, we don't identify as carers and taking care of our families here now or by distance is what we do and have done. And we never ask for help due to past trauma. Our mobs describe what rivers they have followed or lands they have lived their footprint on, their connection to country and how they've been caring for many generations past and present. Our mobs also talk about how they look after their own health and relationships, stay connected to their culture and to their spirits to keep their identity and dreaming alive. They all tell their stories with passion, sadness and to teach other carers what they do to survive as they have done for many generations. In these stories, you will find the healing power of listening and connecting and individual strengths. Holding on to that hope as you find one way of sharing common grounds. Welcome to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts, hosted by me, Benny Egmelis. We have our guest today, uh, awesome guest, Aunty Sharon Williams. Aunty Sharon, how, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Benny. How are you? I'm good, and thanks for coming in and, and having a yarn up with us. We really appreciate it. I, uh, I know a lot of Williams around town here. Now, we're, now you know, the sort of first, it's, a, it's pretty hard to walk around Canberra and not bump into a Williams, all right? So, same That's mob, right. same? Um, yeah, um, I'm actually a Wiradjuri woman from, originally from Tumut, New South Wales. Oh, right. Um, been here for about 25 years. Yep. Yeah, have lots of mob here. Yeah, good, good. Who's your mob and where you're from? That's generally the first question we ask straight off the bat. Yep. Yep, I'm a Radri girl and uh, river girl. Um, lived in Tumut most of my life, Tumut Brungle area. Yeah, came over here in 96 and started work at in the community services sector and, yeah, been here ever since. Yeah, great. They just built a new hospital over there or something, eh? Or did refurbishment on the hospital? Been involved in that. I had a, um, I'm actually in the middle of a court case. I lost my child over there in 2016, so I had to do a cranial inquest and oh, well, this yeah, that's been ongoing. Yep. Yeah. In the middle of all this care and that. Yeah, yeah it's great right that they've got a hospital. They really needed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. There's accountability, you know, you've got to hold them up accountable for, for, for negligence and things that they do things wrong. Right? That's exactly right, yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear about that, aren't um, But again, thanks for coming in and, you know, taking the time to yarn up about this. No worries. Tell us a bit about your experience there um, as a carer and that. Well, I've been caring for my brother for over 12 years. He's had a couple of strokes, so he, he's very, um, you know, he, he can't move around a lot. So I have to provide, you know, daily support for him. But I also... I've been a kinship carer for my two of my nephews for around about the same time. So it's it's been a challenge. But, you know, that's what mob do. You know, we take care of each other. It's hard, but, you know, you, you just do it. You know, like I think about it, the loss of a, of a, of a daughter, you, you, you're caring for a brother, you've got two, two, you, nephews. Two, two nephews you're caring for. Oh, what was it? A couple of years back, they bought out. They said, "Because of her, I can." That's the the that's thing the one. for NADOC Week, yeah. and it was about honouring our 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 um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women. That's exactly right. Who, I who, come from a strong line of Aboriginal women. Yeah, it's like keeping that tradition going, and it's funny because now I'm caring for all males. You know, it's yeah. Well, 
yeah, I'm used to being surrounded by women, but now it's yeah. only woman there, so it's tough. And where did pull that strength from uh, it's funny eh? look I'm yarning up with me my sisters and I've, I see my nieces and that coming up and in my opinion I feel like they come up some of them in a little bit of a uh, you know not cushy environment but I feel like you know they, they, they haven't gone through what our, our elders have gone through that yes. get to where they got to you know so how do you kind of pass that down or what sort of drives you we yarn. I tell the boys, you know, my story. They know they're very connected to their community too and, you know, they've got lots of aunties and cousins that, you know, do all the same sort of stuff. So I think um, for them it's teaching them that we are strong, you know. like, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that what they see, what I do, that will drive them to, to do that's the kind of stuff in the future, you know, like look after more. That resilience hey, is such a, a massive thing, I feel, amongst our elders and that and, and leaders that we have to develop that resilience. And um, and, our, and unfortunately, I, f- I find the only way we've, we've seen to, to be able to build that resilience has been through going through pretty hectic history with our government, going through some pretty crazy stories around, you know, racial discrimination which has led to one two three and you know like a lot of a lot of issues that we've had to sort of bear and, and and work through and that resilience is the backbone that that sort of makes our makes us stand tall during these times that's exactly right yes and um the boys have seen that at a young age you know they've had to do be part of the court process and hear the stories see me having meetings with lawyers and stuff and, you know, knowing that stuff that goes on in the community is not okay and no one went to say that's not okay, you know. They know that. Yeah, yeah. They'll call, they'll call them out, you know, like especially at school, kids say anything to them, it's like, no, you can't. That's not okay. That's massive, eh? I mean, I, I remember being taught that from Nen and, and Mum to, to speak up when you see something and it's not right, that's right. You're, you're, it's drummed into you. Like, and I feel like for, for us, especially as black fellas too, as a young, as young fellas, we would drum that into us. Like you see it, you call it out. And it's, and it's slightly different to what I see a lot around. Um, you know, there's a lot of call out, they call it call out culture in that where, you know, sometimes people might go a bit harder on that stuff than normal, but it's very different for us as black fellas because there is this systemic racism that still exists. There is this this overlooking of us. There is this non-considering of us that that still exists in a lot of decision-making rooms, and 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 we are left out. And so I feel that that calling it out and saying, "Hey, having that that sort of uh, gumption to go look, that's not right. I want to I want to call you out on that." Mm-hmm. It's very important to to our culture and and our mob and, and standing up in community. And if, and if you don't, almost if you don't call it out, it just keeps going. Like it'll keep heading on. That's right. And they think that it's okay to keep doing it too. You know, it's like, well, he didn't say anything, or you know, so I'll keep doing it. Yeah. If you go up in uh, some of these communities, uh, especially because I've come on North Queensland, follow Murray, follow from North Queensland. You know, you go up in the Cape York, Garakoon, you know, all of that. Sometimes their silence isn't um, agreeing with you. Their silence is quite the opposite, is the disagreeing of you, but a showing of respect in the disagreeing of you. Mm-hmm. And so 
that that some people are coming to that environment and I think, oh, their silence is about being complicit. Well, no, it's not. Their silence is disagreeing with you in a respectful way. Yep. And you've got to be able to read that. And I remember going over Northern Territory, we were doing some consultant work, and there was one, there was a doctor there, and he had to give some no good, not, no good news to the family about the, the patient, um, one brother there. And he was, you know, sort of on, on the back end, and, and there was nothing they could do for him. But when that doctor went in and sort of spoke to the, the family, he just kept yarning. Like, because he, their silence, yeah. Was so awkward for him. He, he didn't know how to appreciate the silence. He just kept yarning to him. Yeah, <laughs> he kept talking to him. Anyway, that Aboriginal health worker come over and said, "Hey, Bully, you know you can just yeah, you know, like you just tell him once and then sit back, just sit, and and say nothing, and they will eventually, un- right. like they will they will speak when they're ready. That's right. They wanted to give that news the the silence it deserved, and so, and I and I thought that was a great lesson. And I remember being in another meeting where I um. My IR manager was, she said, oh, for years I thought it, their silence was ringing. And so I, I, thought, I, I thought I was just bringing up good idea after good idea because no one was saying nothing. <laughs> I said, no, nah, they're all disagreeing with you there, but you boss woman, so they That's right. They let, they let you keep running on with it. <laughs> so it makes you weak, eh? They do, yeah. What are some of the, the, the challenges, you know, you face on a, on a daily basis as a carer? Probably isolation and not being able to get out and socialise as much as I used to, like visit mm. friends or I can't really even go away for a weekend. I you know, just can't sort of leave him on his own. And also getting him to actually access some respite care, it's really hard mm. because he's not, he's very shy and he's, you know, very embarrassed about mm. his illness. So... You know, he'd rather just stay home. So, yeah, it's hard to get him motivated. Because you'd have um, two very different, I guess, uh, daily challenges if you're caring for your two nephews and then you're caring for your brother, right? I mean, they've got their needs are completely different on both ends. But it's good now because the boys are, well, they're nearly, one's a teenager and the other one will be soon. So they help out a lot more around the house. Yeah, good, good. And, you know, if I did need to go away overnight, one of the, like, the older boy would probably stay okay. home with him. But, um, you know, I don't like to put too much pressure on them too. They're only kids. Fair enough. Eh? I I try to get my young fellow involved, eh? It, getting him to mow the lawn. Oh, my gosh, eh? He, this fellow, eh, look, the other weekend, he went out, I took a photo of it. He went out and he started that mower up. He said, I don't want to do it, Dad. I said, don't come back inside till that lawn's done. That's that. Yeah. That's the way. Take care what you do. Just do it. <laughs> Instead of mowing that lawn, he, he mowed a no in there, N-O. <laughs> but that N-O was that big. I said, Jugger, you got if you just fill that gap in, that gap in, and that gap in over there, you'd be done. Sitting up there protesting with That's the- That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling my boys that. Yeah, he, 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 put, he mowed a big no into the thing there, and I, I threw my hands up. I said, oh, I'm done. Can't yarn these young fellas no more. They they know what they know, and that's that. Oh, that's it. And it's like, oh, how much are you going to pay me? I'm saving up for this, or I'm saving up for that. Mate, my son, right? He'll go. Um, so I I got a business, and so I'm trying to teach him business, you know. Yeah. So he'll go in and he'll do up a quote and that, and then he I said, oh look, I want a quote for this area. 
And then he goes back to his little computer there, and I'm sitting in the lounge, and he goes, all right, uh, pulling the shrubbery out of the back of the uh, roof of the shed, uh, $100. And then he looked at, and then he looked over at the corner of his eye at me, and then I looked at him and went, mm-mm. $80, I was like, mm, kept coming down, I was like, $50, mm, mm, you know, he got all the way down to $10, and, mm, mm. I said, like, $10, that's him, sounds about right, Bungie, you know, you live here, you got to, <laughs> but he, I reckon two eyes started at $100 there, so I said, nah, but come right down. Yeah, you make a good businessman anyway. Yeah, yeah, but he looked, he checked too, he checked out the corner of his eye, yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> Hey, give us a bit of insight. Like, what sort of support do you sort of get around being a carer, you know, with um, with Unc and that? I get a support worker to take him out to have a um, shave and a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only just started that too because he's been silly, but um, that probably happens. I'm hoping it'll happen at least once every six weeks because you know, he needs a haircut. And I can't. I've tried to do that sort of stuff, but I just, I can't do that. So yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> You've got limits. You've got limits, eh, hey, you know. <laughs> goes, oh, but I look so beautiful. Like, yeah. I'm so handsome. It's like, no, <laughs> Hey, you mob, do you help support and care for your parents, your aunties, uncles, grandparents, cousins, siblings who live with a disability or a medical condition, including terminal and chronic illness, a mental illness or frail age. Carers ACT offer a range of supports and services designed to support, connect and empower First Nation carers in their caring roles and personal well-being with programs such as short-term replacement, in-home care and respite when you need to have a break or unexpected illness. Carers ACT offers counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. By working together, we help our First Nation carers feel relaxed and supported so they can keep leading fulfilling lives, continue their caring relationships and maintain their sense of self and cultural connection. Carers ACT is the delivery partner of the Carer Gateway in the Australian Capital Territory. And if you want to have a yarn with our friendly First Nation worker, you can work together in finding how we can support you and connect you to culturally appropriate services. You can now call the One National Number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services and we want to support you through your caring journey. What's the other stuff? They, You know, they referred me to um, other services like Meals on Wheels and um, the Young Carers Group. My boys go to the Young Carers Group once a month. Yeah, what's that about? Just all young carers get together and do activities and they've only just started this year, so it's pretty new to them, but, you know, something different and meeting mm. new people and sharing experiences because I said, you know, it's good for you to get out and hear what other young kids are doing as well. Um, they have offered things like helping me with housework and stuff, but that stuff sort of doesn't faze me. I'm used to doing that sort of stuff. So, And, you know, it's just knowing that the door's open and if I need them, you know, I just give them a ring and they help me out. Like Imogen rings me just to check to see how I'm going. And oh, that's good. Eh? I like that because, you know, you'll get a phone call from out of the blue and you could be feeling like crap and she rings and it's like, yeah, someone's yes. thinking about you. You know, someone out there in their business. <laughs> someone out in the universe is having a thought about you, you know. You know that's, that's good. Right. And it's not what can you do for a mate, but that's like 
how you do it, you That's know. That's exactly right. Yes. That's such an important thing. This, yeah, this is about you, this phone call. It's good, yeah, good, good, yeah. good. Um, and I've also had some counselling through them around my grief stuff. That's been um, that's been good. They also, you know, send me out all the information about different support groups and that. And, you know, there's some that I'd really like to attend, but then again, it's around the times and things like that. But it's just that knowing that they're there that, you know, I've had, um, I've been referred to other services when my brother got sick the last time and they just mucked me around too much. So yeah, yeah. I just said, you know, close his books, it's not worth it. Yeah, but carers have sort of been the ones that have been there ongoing. You know, they yeah, were at the beginning and then we had a bit of a break and then, you know, it, it got crook again and. Yeah, so we made contact again, but um, there's so much that they offer, but it's about being able to... What you need. Yeah. Yeah, good. Tailoring those um, services to your need. I mean, it's good, aren't you? You, you know, you're yarning up and talking about stuff, you know, with that sorry business and that, because, um, you know, I was, talk- I was actually talking to my brother boy last night. He rang me up to my cousin cousin brother you know just wild you know he's in hospital stitched up you know because he, he you know got on the got on the charge went for a drive and then next minute car went rolling and, and, and he's very lucky to be alive but now because of his the infection and that and he's got to stay sober you know and get better and he ringing me up there brother you know and, and i said listen was i said this a lesson in disguise for you i said you've been going like a bull and he's had a lot of grief, you know, with our sister passing and the circumstances around that and the guilt and, you know, the injustice that we feel. Mm-hmm. And, and then for us as blackfellas, I find that injustice when someone passes away and we see that there's an injustice and that injustice has not been answered, it's, it really sticks in our heart and it really leaves a real pain because my wife said something like this. She said, Benny, nobody in your family knows how to turn the other cheek. And I said, because that's not our law. Our law is every right, every wrong has to be made right. right. For every, it's a balanced thing. I said, and she goes, you know, but what happened to the other cheek? You know, Bob, I said, well, that's, that's your belief system. But our belief system is market a balance. Mm. We always have to have to have our, everything that, we, that, that, that is imbalanced and done wrong needs to be made right. And that, brings responsibility, it brings ownership, it brings accountability, it brings all of these things, justice. And, and we've been downtrodden and told no you for so many years now that, you know, we have to start standing up or, you know, what's the future for our young ones? And, you know, it's still happening today. There's still things going on, injustices, but it's that keeping, keeping at them and making them accountable. You know, when I was reading a death in custody report that came out a long, long time ago, back in the early 90s, I looked at the 25-year review. There was another report that came out, and I looked at the amount of blackfellas that were dying in custody, but then also it, it shed a light on the amount of non-Aboriginal people dying in custody as well. And what that sort of showed me is when we stand up and, and call government or all these places to be accountable, doesn't just benefit us, aren't it? Benefits all these other mob. It sheds a light on all these other mob over here too. Blackfellas, non-blackfellas around their cases and what's going on in that situation. And that's what I felt like. I said, look, you know what? 
we might not have known about all these fellas or it may not have been public knowledge. Now we know. But it started with our mob over here fighting for this information to be brought to, to light so that we could see numbers and see accountability around those numbers. I think about coming up in the year to come, must be something good that you're looking forward to. What do you want to sort of, what's something, one, like, you know, when my year's out, I want to want to do this. I mean, I've heard mobs say, look, I want to make an album. One said I'm going to go away and play football. You know, we've heard the ball, you know. I don't think I'll be making an album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to going home, hanging out at the river and throwing line in and hopefully catch them. Oh, come on. Yeah. You want to knock off, eh? That way, I might just quit right now and come with you, aunt. Hey, go fishing. Yep, I haven't been home for a while. It's flooded over, like it's not flooded, flooded, but it's been flooded over there. But by Christmas, I think it'll be right, ready to go. Well, I'll tell you now, I, I, I think for a lot of people, if they don't understand what it's like to just sit there, throw a line in, and not one of them flash rods too, I'm talking about one of them circular rods, you know, and you just feel that... Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the blackfella fishing line right the stick, there. The stick there, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> got that bread there, you got everything there. Yeah. Set up on the that's I, it. My yeah. sister's real mad on fishing, eh? She'll fish in a you know, one of them potholes in the middle yeah. of the road, she'll fish in there, she you'd probably, have a while for it. She'll probably catch one in the size of the potholes at the moment. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well look, I tell you, if there's any mob out there listening, you know, carers out there, you know, and they're doing it rough, what what would you want to say to them? How, how would, if you wanted to give them a word of encouragement or support or that, what would you sort of yarn them up? I'd just tell them they're doing a deadly job. Keep doing it. Reach out. You know, there's support out there if you need it. You know, I know it's hard. Yeah, you're just wonderful people, you know. Like, we care for our mob. We love our mob. And just hang in there if you can, you know. Like, I know it's hard, but, you know, we're tough. We're strong. Well, that, you heard it there from Arnie? So uh, hang in there and you're proper deadly you mob. So big love to you. Now, a uh, couple, of, couple of end questions, mate, that is really important to us. Um, which football team do you, oh. do you support if you do f- support any? Or it don't do have to be football. you guess? No, it's right. Rabbit eyes. Oh, my. Hey, there you go. All right. I'll let that slide. Rabbit eyes. After rabbit eyes, eh? Did they, get, they made the great final. Me, Cowboys. That, that. They You're right, f- mate. They f- I was hoping it'd be a rabbit those Cowboys grand final, but geez, Penrith come out, eh? I don't know. Nah, I don't like Penrith either. When I say Penrith with an F, Penrith. <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember doing this cultural awareness training one session, and this um, lady was in it. This was many, many years ago. It would have been 10, 15 years ago. She didn't want to be there, right? She was, because you know, them, like, you know how, like, the, the employment, they make, make the employees come to the training because it's mandatory for them to learn. Anyway, it was cultural awareness training and I was doing the facilitating. And then I had two elders in that room as well come along. And this lady gets up when we were doing like going around, you say your name and your role and that, she gets up, she goes, yeah, my name's uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm from Penrith. And I went the moment she said Penrith with an F, I thought, oh, Lord, I just shook. I thought, oh, here, what's coming out next? She reckons, yeah, my parents think this about Aboriginals and I think this about Aboriginals and I'm only here because my boss made me to be here. So anyway, I looked at them two elders, eh, and I thought to myself, what can I say this? But I, I always remember that, eh, whenever them, them one say the word Penrith, I reckon, oh, something wild going to come out the back end. Yeah. 
But anyway, I, I said to her, I said, look, you know, I appreciate you being here. And uh, I want you to know that you're respected and thank you for being here. And um, I want you to know this is a safe place. And the elders were very welcoming of her. Yeah. You know, by the end of it, she looked, she got up and she goes, yeah, well, I uh, might have to look into a few things. I think, uh, you know, maybe my parents weren't right about everything. And uh, yeah, and then sat back down. But I, that was a win, mate, yeah. for us. That was a yeah. big win. Yeah. And she come out strong out the gate, mate, like one of them bulls, you know. Like <laughs> She come out the gate strong, let us know who she was, what she was about before we even got started. But I always remember that, the moment they say Penrith. Every time I hear that. I think, oh, no, yeah, Penrith. I think, oh, bull going to come out the gate here soon. Anyway. What do you do, um, you know, in the sort of like, what do you do for self-care, aunt? You know, last sort of question. Not a lot. I like to garden. I like to listen to music. I like to read when I get the chance. Yeah, and I just like poking around the house. Uh, I worked for 30-odd years, so it feels like a li little bit like I'm retired. So yeah, sort good of, job. But I also um, keep in touch with the services that I worked for and still provide a bit of cultural support and stuff like that and that gives me a bit of well gives me a lot of satisfaction I suppose because I feel like I'm still contributing to the community and stuff yeah good yeah. good good oh well that's deadly aunt well look I, I want to say a massive thank you for coming in and having a yarn up with us I really appreciate it and I guess you know I'll speak for myself and and, and I know a lot of mob uh, out in the community our hearts and, and thoughts are with you in the case with but that's a no good business there with your daughter, and uh, we hope all the best works out with that, and um, and hope Aunt gets a deadly haircut there. So. Oh, he will be this week. <laughs> <laughs> so big love, and thanks for coming in and yarning up. No worries, thanks, Benny. Much Take appreciated. Care. Thank you. Well, another great chat with a First Nation carer in Canberra, and thanks to Carers ACT for making this yarn possible. If you are caring for a family member, a friend, a spouse a neighbour or someone who lives with a disability, a medical condition, including a terminal or chronic illness, a mental illness, or is frail and aged, then Carers ACT can help. That's right, Benny. Carers are unpaid help who support with daily living activities. And Carers ACT recognises and promotes the roles that carers have in our Canberra community. We offer a range of services designed to support, connect and empower carers in their caring roles and personal wellbeing with programs such as short-term replacement care, when you need a break, counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. Sounds great. How do the support services help? Great question, Benny. Our supportive programs are designed to build resilience and knowledge, offer stress management strategies, relax and re-energise your body, mind and provide a unique opportunity to connect socially with other carers. By working together, we can connect you to other carers, provide advice and guidance and give you a break when you need it so you can maintain your caring relationship and a sense of self. I know that Carers ACT is the delivery partner for the Carers Gateway in the ACT. How can people get in touch and have a yarn about how you can help? Carers can now call the one national number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services. What if people don't know exactly what they need help with? Can they still call? Totally. You don't have to know exactly what to ask for. You can just talk through any problems you are having and the Care Gateway staff will try and match you with services that can help. Amazing. Thanks for filling us in. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts. See ya.